Same here. You know how we do it. You've been here since day one, man. Goey's got a spark up on the Chillin' My podcast. Always, always. Hey, Mike, you know, I people that have been listening for a while, they may know who you are, but, you know, we get some new listeners from time to time. Can you remind folks who you are and what you do? My name is, no, let me go. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. My name is uh, Michael Malcolm. Uh, my day job, I am still a realtor here in Chicago. I'm a properties realtor. I am also a uh, cannabis industry entrepreneur. Um, Potrepreneur, I think that's what Chicago sometimes called it. Um, uh, yeah, so I do a lot of things in the space. So we are, we can talk about a lot of that stuff. Um, got my hands in a ton of different shit, though. But more than anything, I like to just be thought of as um, just an advocate of both the plant and the community. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, invited you on because I was checking out your live stream. I think it was last week. And uh, you mentioned that you'd like to speak to me. And I was like, dude, I got openings. We'd, we had been taking um you know some time off and we've been filling up our schedule slowly but surely but i had some open yeah man you like, fucking took off bro you took off on me man damn <laughs> i have to like get on the schedule now and shit <laughs> i remember we did three interviews in a row one week you know yeah saying? we did that's actually that's hilarious <laughs> folks seriously if you can if you can bear to go back and listen to the quality of the podcast back then that was that's a funny time there was this one podcast we tried at least three times and it was as if everything was working against me. I think the third time my apartment flooded and there was like a person yeah, in my apartment. And I was just like, fuck this. We are recording this and we're going to get it done. And we did. We did. We did. We did. Even That's with all the banging man. and shit that was going on in the background. Yeah, man. That's so cool. But so uh, cool, man. Glad to see your, your growth, bro. It's been great to see. Glad to see everybody's growth. So That's one of the great things I think about the it makes this industry so cool is that we're so early on in it, no matter what state you're in. Um, you know, we're so early on. And so when you got people out there that are passionate about whatever it is that they want to do, you know, just like I told you before, um, you know, you have a, you were saying that you want to get into the cannabis industry. And I told you that you are in the cannabis industry because you have a podcast about cannabis and not to be like that, but I was the, I was the first person on it. And that's what we were talking about. I'm like, dude, you're in the <laughs> cannabis industry. You know what I'm saying? And so to see your growth, bro, is really should be inspiring. Not only it's inspiring to me, but it should be inspiring to all your listeners too. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are listening to you trying to figure out how they get in. You know what I'm saying? So now you could probably get answer those same kind of questions like that you were asking me, you know, a year ago, whenever it was that we were first talking. Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I can't answer them all, but folks, if you want to get involved with the Chillinois podcast, just go to chillinois.net slash contact. And, and really quick, Mike, I want to thank you for what you just said, man. That means a lot coming from you. You know, I've always, I always, and I continue to look up to you and I'm really grateful to be able to call you a friend. Um, for folks, you know, there's a thank lot you. that's thank happened. You, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. There's a lot that's happened since the last time we've chat and since the first time we've chat, but before we get to that, uh, so that folks can continue to see your growth. How, how can, where can they find you online? How can they find you online? Yeah. Um, you can find me. My website is weedtravelfood.com. My uh, Instagram is weedtravelfood.com. That is my brand. Uh, my other brand, uh, my, my regular account is, uh, is uh, Michael Malcolm. Uh, my handle is Mike G to God. Sorry. <laughs> I'm smoking over here. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. 
Yeah. Uh, my, my handle is my G to God on Instagram. And just Michael Malcolm everywhere. If you Google me, um, I am Googleable. I think that's a word. Um, so I'll pop up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, we'll throw the website and those some of those handles in the podcast description if that makes it easier for you. Um, you know, last time we talked, I, I don't want to start with the, I want to start with the first time we talked. It was crazy. I I met you after seeing you talked to you after seeing you in the Chicago Sun Times, um, and you kind of were given the rundown of how to for people that were you know getting that were new to the uh, market what products Mm -hmm. maybe they should try out, you know, just generally speaking. Mm -hmm. And I reached out to you, not expecting you to to reply. You did. And, and ever since then, you know, we've, we've been in pretty close contact. Um, So you do consultant work, right. And um, I just kind of want to give everybody like, cause you, you have always been doing a lot, but I kind of want to give people the evolution of, where you started to what you're doing now. Cause you are doing a lot, a, a lot of n- new things like specifically within the past few months that I've seen that I'd like to ask you about, but for folks that maybe haven't heard about you, maybe let's just start from the beginning. Like, like when did you even remind me, man, I talked to so many people. It's hard to yeah. keep everybody's stories straight. Remind <laughs> me. Like, when, That's dope. You, yeah. you know what I mean though? I mean like yeah. uh, when, yeah. when did you uh, get, when did you get into the cannabis industry? Like, when did you start posting on social media and all that stuff? And and yeah. how and how did that happen? Yeah, 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 sure. So it's a, it's a cool story. I love telling it. So um, the way I got into the cannabis industry, I mean, I was with the traditional industry, um, the illegal industry, um, as they call it. Um, so like, I always have been uh, a connoisseur of the plant. I love the plant. I love. I have a very um, I have a very strong, um, like sense of smell and taste. So, um, you know, and, uh, that leads really well to the plant. So like back in the day, I basically used to pick packs for a friend of mine, but would come in, I would come in, I would look at it. I would say, yeah, I like this. I don't like that, that type of thing. Um, so that was kind of like just my like background background. Uh, and then the way that, uh, that I got into the legal industry, which was oh and uh also I call it <laughs> Mike I don't mean okay. to cut you off but that's like your yeah. literally your first days of cannabis <laughs> consulting like hey no 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 you don't want that <laughs> you want this you know what I didn't think about it till you just said it that way but that's very true yeah no I yeah. was definitely <laughs> I was definitely the first days of cannabis consulting yeah it was super dope I told the story to you before my friend he didn't know how to roll blunts so that was the funny thing so like he would get these he would get pounds in and I would come over and I would roll it up for him. And because I was breaking down all the different weed, you know what I'm saying? I could tell like, oh, this is good. You know, I could just look at it after a while. Like, oh, yeah, I could just look at it. I didn't have to smoke it. You know what I'm saying? I could just look at it. I'm like, ah, it's going to be some shit. It's going to be some bullshit. Uh, this looks like it'll be all right. Sometimes I'm, I'm surprised, of course. But sure. a lot of times I could just eyeball the shit and be like, nah, this, that, nah, this can go. Keep that. Yeah, that this top shelf that type of thing. Um, fast forward to uh, like around 2018, 20. Well, uh, I guess I could say it this way. I also like to uh, travel. My girlfriend and I, we travel around the world. We yeah. like to eat out at restaurants. Again, I said before, I'm a real estate agent. So that's how I have been. That's how I, you know, live. That's how I make money. Uh, at least how, that's how I was making money before the cannabis industry. I've been in real estate for over 10 years. Um, 
again, at Properties Agent. Um, and so I travel around the world and I like to eat food. And I love, always love, I always smoke weed. I never stop smoking weed. Um, and so uh, my friend, and I would take pictures and just post pictures. I would post some weed pictures online on my social media, but mostly what I would post online was food and travel. And I would post some real estate stuff. And, and like I say, every once in a while, I would throw, you know, a couple buds in there. But it was I wasn't doing it for a company. It was always illegal. I hadn't been to a dispensary ever. Uh, this is before 2018. 2018, I saw legalization as, as far as adult use uh, in Illinois on the horizon. And I remember talking with one of, one of my friends who would later become my videographer and, I, and we were talking about it and, you know, he was somebody that was always encouraging me. This is somebody I've known since high school and all through college and everything. And he was always encouraging me to like uh, do the blog. He said, man, you should do a blog, you should do a blog. And I was like, I'm not a blogger, you know, <laughs> I just kind of like, like doing what I'm doing. I'm not all, right. you know, I don't want to talk about it even now. And that's why I said, I guess I'm, I'm a little shy sometimes, but I, I just don't like talking about it. I just do what I do. Um, but uh, he was really encouraging me. And so, I saw legalization of cannabis in Illinois as a way I always wanted to, I knew I wanted to be in the industry. And once I saw that it was going to be a thing here in Illinois, I mean, Illinois, Chicago is the third biggest city in the, in the United States. I mean, yeah. it has, we have our own culture. The state of Illinois has its own culture for sure, but Chicago specifically has its own culture, especially when it comes to cannabis. Um, and especially because when you think of, you know, at that time, cannabis was associated with kind of like the underground market. And like yeah. Chicago is a hub. Chicago Chicago is the distribution city hub of the country, basically. Like so much stuff goes through here and always has, you know, since the founding of this country, once, once Chicago was founded, I should say, um, you know, and, and things uh, began to, everything moved out west because um, that's the way the, the country was kind of built up from uh, east to west. Um, and as things flowed west, Chicago really became a hub and still is to this day. Okay, so I see cannabis on the horizon and I'm like, man, I need to figure out a way to go get in. At the time, I didn't think I knew anyone that, that could help me. And so I decided, I was like, well, what if I did a, a blog with legal weed? And I just called it Weed Travel Food, right? And because those are the three things I'm passionate about. Another reason I did three different things is because at that time, and still to this day, uh, social media, a lot of these accounts, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, well, Twitter lets you post whatever, but Facebook and Instagram in particular, <laughs> you, you couldn't post any, you couldn't post weed. You couldn't post weed like that. They would delete your account. And a couple of my accounts had already been deleted. So I know, I knew what that felt like. So I was like, man, yeah. if I'm going to do this, I got to, I got to diversify my content. I can't, it can't just be weed. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to fucking delete. Me. So that's what I decided to do. So I went, I just said, well, okay, weed, travel, and food. You know, those are three things that I love. I can use the play WTF. Shout out to my homie, Lonnie. Lonnie hooked me up with that. <laughs> she gave me that little gem. She's Hell like, no, yeah. branded WTF. Um, so I, I'm like, okay. Um, so I did that. And then, uh, yeah, also I started doing some research just to see like who was doing stuff in the space. Um, I bought a real camera. I was like, okay, I'm going to take it seriously. And then um, comes to find out, I, I read this article in GQ magazine. Uh, it's an article of our, uh, it's an interview that Al Harrington, 
is given, and he's the one of the founders of Viola. And he's talking in the interview about how Colorado is where the culture is. Oh, and so now the reason why this is important is because uh, one of my friends and real estate clients had gone out to Colorado a few years prior and gotten into the cannabis industry and had encouraged me to come out there. And I was like, uh, you know, I don't care about Colorado. And so right. fast forward to 2018 and I'm reading this article and Al Harris is like, yeah, Colorado is where the culture is. Colorado is where the culture is. Uh, I called my friend who had told me he had been in, Col- in Colorado and I'm like, yeah, how's business? He's like, oh, it's great. We're in Colorado. We're in California. We're in Oregon. We're in Michigan. We're... I'm like, damn, bro, how did you move? You know, what did y'all do? How did y'all move so fast? He's like, I don't know if I told you, but my business partner is Al Harrington, <laughs> right? And I'm literally reading this article while he's telling me this. And, and, and when I tell you everything is how... If pe- for people who have not heard this story before, I'm going to put such a great bow on this. I promise you, Cole, I know I probably you've heard it a few times, but I'm going to put such a great bow on this story once I tell you everything that I've been up to. So again, the people from Viola, my, my real estate client that I've known since 2010, he's telling me in 2008, when I tell him that I want to get into the cannabis industry and I got this idea to start doing a blog called We Travel and Food. He was like, hell yeah, bro, come out here. So I went out there and it, again, and the people at Viola in, Cal- in Colorado just showed me everything. And then that kind of snowballed into a whole lot of stuff. They later would uh, invite me that same year to their, their Fall City, Oregon location. And I went out there and I shot content for them on their 40 yeah. acre farm. And then they ended up using that shit. Like it was, it's just like so much stuff happened. But um, that's how I started. And I really started making a lot of like content and things like that. And like I said, so now I'm doing weed, traveling food. It's easy to do food, you know, you just eat at restaurants. And then I'm, um, I am traveling to different places, you know, uh, different states, because at this time, at the time in 2018, Illinois wasn't, didn't have anything going. Yeah. You know, I mean, what well, they did, but it was all the, it's all like it is now the large MSOs. And to this day, I still have not been in any facility in Illinois besides the dispensary on yeah. the, yeah, I still have, I've been to a testing facility here in Illinois, but I haven't been to any cultivation, no grow ops, nothing like that in Illinois. Like never. Um, let's just show you how like secretive they are here and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so that is how I started. That was all 2018. Everything that I just told you happened, that was all 2018 stuff. Like, right. I'm going into Oregon. I'm going to Denver. I'm like in all these different, I'm, just, I'm like, I got a camera crew all of a sudden. My homeboy, I told you, my homeboy that was encouraging me. He let it become a cameraman. All of a sudden I got a camera crew and we shoot content and flying drones and shit all over the fields. It's crazy. 2019, my Instagram is starting to grow. You know, and I got and I got the MSO's attention uh, here in Illinois. I got all their attention, and so they're they're watching me on, on all my stories, and I see it. And so uh, eventually, they would all reach out to me and ask me uh, to be like a brand ambassador for them. Uh, long story short, they told me they couldn't pay me, uh, so I told them that in exchange for me being a brand ambassador for them, why don't they help me write my uh, social equity application for dispensary licenses. Uh, the licenses had just come out. Again, now this is 2019 I'm talking about. So, you know, a lot of that, a lot of stuff happened in there. I'm trying to get get to the point because we get tied up on some of these Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to just, uh, <laughs> I knew that 
the reason I wanted to bring it up that question, mm. cause I know it's a long one. I know it's like mm-hmm. pretty, you know, there's a lot to it. Um, cause we yeah. have talked, you know, we talked about it and stuff, but I wanted to, for folks, cause I knew we could put a good bow on it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I think we could even fast forward past, um, 2020. Cause you know, we, we know what happened in 2020, a whole bunch of fucking mm. nothing. Um, mm. Well, I mean, unless there's, uh, one, well, I don't one, mean to one, say one key thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. One key thing happened. One key thing came, and it came at the very end of 2020. It happened in December of 2020. I have to look back at my paperwork to see the exact date, but I would say mid-December. So, uh, I, some of my friends, actually, one of my best friends, GLC. Uh, so, one of my best friends is GLC. Uh, you know. Pretty sure some people know who he is. He's a Chicago area like legend, basically. But he's one of my homeboys. I've known him since oh, over twenty years now at this point. Um, but um, he introduced me way back, maybe like 2015, 2014, something, to one of his friends that worked in the cannabis industry. A friend of mine named Ryan Cron. At the time, he was the head of sales uh, nationwide for Pax, the vaporizer company. Yeah. Yeah. So him and another friend of him of his has started this uh, this cannabis brand called Kronja. Um, Again, this is like 2015, maybe. Yeah, like 2015, something like that. And that's why I met them. And so at the time they were selling packs and they saw that creating cannabis brands was an interesting way to get your to get your brand inside of a dispensary without you necessarily having a license. Right. Right. Because pack sales ancillary products they sell a vaporizer right and so that's how they have their products in stores so they so my friends ryan and bryant this is crazy ryan and bryant they uh, started uh, uh, a brand called kronja right uh, ryan's last name is kron and kronja ron you know ron kronja ronja right. ganja like it kind of like they just kind of was trying to figure it out so they just put it together and then they um then what they in their product were these really cool leather rolling trays that they got dispensary 33 which is the which was the first uh medical dispensary in chicago they got those to pick them up so they had uh the leather rolling trays for sale in dispensary 33 and online and so they that was some years ago so again i met them way way back then like when the pax 2 was out that's when i first met them uh so fast forward all this time 2019 i was out in california for a while and um Ryan and I, Ryan lived in California. Uh, he lived in LA at the time. And, uh, and we hung out uh, and uh, you know, he had told me he had just won uh, distribution, manufacturing, co- co-packing and uh, delivery licenses in downtown LA. Uh, in downtown LA, cannabis, these cannabis licenses, right? He's like, man, you should come out here to LA. And I'm like, no, man, I'm gonna try to see what I can do in Chicago, you know, and he's like, man, okay, hope you get it. But if you don't, you know, you should come out here. Okay, cool. So again, he still got the Kronja thing going. Um, so last year, in December 2020, he reached out to me. And again, this is this is some real game, man. This is how this is how people show you your your worth. He reached out to me and said, Man, Mike, I see everything that you've been able to do for yourself. I see everything that you have done to build your own your, your personal brand as well as the weed travel food brand. You know, I'm all over all over the news and shit. And he's like, uh, he's like, man, um, we could really use your help at Kronja to help us with marketing. 
and um, but we uh, can't afford you. So basically, they offered me equity in their company to come on board. And at the time, the company wasn't making any money, but uh, but uh, he said, you know, of course, once once they started making money, at the time they weren't even selling anything but the leather yeah. rolling trade in two different dispensaries, too, one in LA and one in Chicago. And uh, so that was in December of 2020. And so uh, I accepted, you know, again, we were already friends anyway, and I fuck with the product, you know, I fuck with the product, I, I knew them. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I, you know, uh, equity deal, that's, that's dope. Um, that's a way to get in, you know. And plus, uh, like I said, they both are industry veterans, so I knew I could learn a lot from them as well. So, uh, and I knew, I, I also knew they had these licenses <laughs> in California. Yeah. So, uh, again, this whole time, so 2020 comes through and, you know, we're building the Crondor brand and that's why you, you saw me post it. I haven't got you one. I'm gonna, I got a tray for you right now. I'm going to send you one. Um, send me your, your uh, I think you already sent me to send me a code, but I'm going to send it to me again. I'm going to sure. uh, try for you. Uh, but thanks. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they tell me, uh, so 2021 comes around, and again, we're waiting to see what happens with the licenses here in Illinois. We see how that's going. Still don't know. I actually still don't really even know how that's going to end. But, um, man, Ryan reached out to me, and he was like, uh, man, bro, we see what's going on in Illinois. Uh, is looking fucked up, but we could still use you. And uh, 2019, when they made me the offer to come out there to work with, uh, at their distro that they had just won licenses for, the offer was all commissioned because it was uh, it was a new deal. You know, I mean, it was a new business. Yeah. This one, they were able to make it much sweeter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They made me an offer, bro. And man, fucking, I accepted it. I accepted it uh, really in, what, early October. I, I accepted it. Um, I went to Morocco for two weeks in, at the end of October, and then for the since the beginning of November, I've been going back and forth uh, out to California to learn the new position and to help launch the flower uh, product line that we just did um, in California. So, um, and that's the Kranja uh, product right. line. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah. So I accepted a sales position. So that's the job. the The company is uh, JC Rad. That's my uh, partner's uh, company name. Called JC Rad. Um, it's a distribution company in downtown cannabis distribution company in downtown LA. Again, we have uh, cannabis distribution, manufacturing, co packing, and delivery licenses. Um, yeah, it's fucking. It's less than ten employees there. Like I said, they gave me a really good offer. You know, Ryan and Bryant, they definitely know how to <laughs> they definitely know how to how to make you uh pay attention when they when they're interested in you. And uh yeah, man. So I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna fucking be I'm gonna be selling wholesaling weed into into dispensaries around California. That's so legit, bro. And that's that's <laughs> yeah, I I knew you had mentioned this a little bit and I was like I, don't tell me anymore. I want to talk about this on the podcast because it was exciting to hear about the fact that this is the way I look at it. And and uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Because when I what I started saying, I was like, oh, not shit happened in 2020. What I meant by that is in Illinois. 
You know what I mean? Because because uh, people hear me bitch about it all the time that, that that nothing's happening with the licenses right in Illinois. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I love about. And I thought that was a great way to bring you on and put a bow on everything that we've ever talked about. Like you kind of just were like, okay, Illinois, you're going to fucking, you're going to be like that. Like, I don't need you to get into this industry. Like I'm already in the industry. First of all, that's one thing that you've always, you told me, like you said, the last time we talked Oh, you're Cole, you're already in the industry. It was like, Mm -hmm. it it was interesting. I didn't think about it that way. And like you said, you, you were in it and you don't, you didn't need the state of Illinois to um, to like further your investment. In, validate in, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, to validate you. That's a great way of putting it. And like, you know, you said, I don't know the what, the what will happen, what how this will end with licenses in Illinois. I don't either, but I hope, and you know where I'm, you already know where I'm going with this. I hope that it just leads to, and I know that it's not going to happen. Look, this is just wishful thinking coal here, but I want it to like sometime at some point there's got to be this aha moment like hey maybe uh limited limiting the licenses like this just isn't the way to do it because basically what the what's happened in Illinois is and I'm kind of loosely quoting an article uh from MJ Biz Daily getting and maintaining a license is a separate skill from running a cannabis mm-hmm. company in and of itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and these operators mm-hmm. like the reason they've like all of the MSOs that, that ha- currently have licenses and are able to cultivate, sell, you know, distribute end to end cannabis. The reason they're able to do that is because getting and maintaining a license is a separate skill from running it that they've not. Yep. And, and th- I'm also going to loosely quote from this article. Once they've obtained their licenses, they have gif- difficulty delivering high quality products to consumers at a reasonable price. Yep. The most successful MSOs cannot survive on $20 eighths and $150 ounces, which is the current Colorado retail pricing for high-grade cannabis. Plug those numbers into any MSO's 10K annual report and tell me how long they last at their burn rate. Like I say, I'm loosely quoting from MJ Biz Daily. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm as smart as this guy. I don't even know what the hell Mm -hmm. a 10K annual report is. Um, (laughs) But the point is, these limited license markets, like it just leads to long lines, limited supply and choice, high taxes and marginal quality cannabis. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. And that last part is the, to me, actually the most important part of it too, because it's like, it's all of that and it's still not good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the thing because like I was, as you were talking and, and listing the problems I was thinking about, you know, now that I'm, I've been back and forth in California learning that market. I'm learning some of the issues out there as well. But the one difference is, is that there you can find some good bud. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if you are very determined and say, man, I want to buy social equity from top to bottom, it's possible. Like you can buy weed that's grown from a social equity cultivator that was bought and distributed by a social equity distribution company into an uh, social equity uh, dispensary. You know what I'm saying? That you could buy, it could be a social equity brand. Like that's yeah. possible in California. But, you know, obviously, you know, Illinois has some growth. So I'm not, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, and I'm going to continue to just, because this is just this guy, whoever wrote this article, I think his name is mm. Val Va- Van McConnan. 
he's just hitting home runs saying everything that I like to say. He's saying who grow who grows. So let, hold on, let me back up for a second. Government regulation should be focused on the health and safety of the consumer. Trying to manage the markets is a losing proposition. Who grows, processes, packages, and sells cannabis doesn't matter. If you want to start a cannabis business, you should be able to get a license. The government right. should regulate the safety of the cannabis products and let everyone compete for the consumer's business. And just really quick, I want to... Uh, Be preaching. You know, Be preaching. I want to wrap this up uh, with this. I thought this is a great, this is a great way to end it. Kind of reiterates the government's only job should be making sure consumers have access to safe, high quality products at the best prices possible. If the best product comes from a, a section of my local vegetable growers farm, and I can pick it up at the farmer's market with some peaches, strawberries, jam, bread, and lettuce, that sounds like a win to me. Fixing the markets so the MSOs have a chance to succeed is absurd. Make them compete. If the MSOs can't compete with a farmer with a couple of acres and a strong back, let them die. Oof. Man, he dropped fire. Yeah. Man, this I appreciate like, that. And, thank you for thank you. Yeah, for and you mentioned, that. you know, Illinois' culture <laughs> uh, with Chicago and then Illinois itself. Illinois is a very agrarian state. I don't understand why. Like, you know, that that small rural farmer doesn't pick himself up by the bootstraps and take cannabis business into his own hands. You know, it's so interesting that like everybody's. Well, been, I'll tell you, know you why. I mean? it's, well, it's because, you know, Illinois is very, you know, when you think about the demographics in Illinois. Very Illinois is really, I was just about to say, it's really a red state outside yeah. of chicago you know what i mean like it's not as you would think that they would want to but but the uh, the ironic part about it is is that by them maybe not being so open to it in certain areas they forfeit the money True. you know because it's going to happen anyway and so now you have like, like you said like it's not a lot of competition out there in these areas and then it's like you know a one dispensary in a farm town and the dispensaries are Roman, yo, any dispen any all these dispensaries that are right on the border with like states like Indiana, Tennessee, oh, yeah. Missouri, what they go crazy, crazy. So and it's, and it's no like hiding that it's literally just because they place it as such a strategically like you know what I mean? Like right on the board, yeah. it just makes it easy for people <laughs> from both States. You know, <laughs> Yeah. It makes it easy, super easy. And that's what I'm saying. It's not like, you know, um, I just learned, I knew this from real estate is that I, like, I almost felt like everybody smoked weed, you know, um, I used to do appraisals before I did sales. Um, and so I used to be, I used to go uh, do the home inspections for a lot of appraisals. Uh, and so I saw, I've seen a lot of properties, all, all different uh, price levels. And it just occurred to me that everybody smoked weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I was always seeing or smelling weed at people's <laughs> homes. People smoke weed everywhere, any and everywhere. You know, I was all over the state. Any and everywhere people smoke weed. So it's like, you know, I don't know. But, you know, of course, the times are changing. We're just, we're just for it, bro. That's all. I yeah. can't keep up with us. <laughs> That's why it don't make sense to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> Uh, I can only hope because things aren't like things aren't like no pun intended, but things aren't like super sunny in California either. I mean, they're great in the mm -hmm. sense that you just said, you know, but things definitely there's definitely, you know, room to improve over there. But I just wonder, um, you know, with Illinois, what what has to happen? I mean, obviously, 
it's come to my attention that, I mean, I kind of just got to try to, and this sounds crazy and I, I'm probably going to regret doing this, but like, you got to like kind of get involved in lobbying, you know, and like, bro, going to be a pain why, in the ass, you know, but like, yes, I got to do something. Cause that's what they bro. do. And like I said, like I was just saying to get back to what that guy was saying, I mean, getting that license and, um, you know, maintaining it is a whole different skill from actually just running a cannabis business. These people are just good at lobbying. And you know, they have what I mean? the money, and they're not they even the money. good at it. They just got the money. That's it's true. It's That's not true. even about good. <laughs> yeah, they've got saying? the money. They just, yeah, they got money. I just had this conversation with somebody earlier today. Yo, it's all about the money, and that's why. Okay, so answer your question. Well, I don't know if that was a question, but to answer what, it was, you, yeah. what you just said, yeah, get involved, bro. That's why I, I tell people all the all the time. The way I got on the cover of the Chicago Sun-Times, I went to the first Chicago uh, zoning meeting where they were going to allow recreational, uh, just where they were discussing where, they were, where the city was going to allow recreational dispensaries to be. At the time, the state of Illinois, uh, the city of Chicago, again, because this wasn't the state, this was the city of Chicago, they said that they were only, they weren't going to allow dispensaries to be in the downtown or River North areas at all. They said that they were only going, they were going to force them into like the quote unquote neighborhoods so that they could give access as a way to like make it easier for people that lived in those areas to uh, be able to go to job, get jobs or whatever. So apparently they thought they, you know, it was this promise of all these jobs that were about to be created. Uh, when these dispensaries open yeah for real so that was the conversation right and the, and the city's position was that they weren't going to allow dispensary to be downtown so this was uh the first zoning meeting it was in uh malcolm x college and it's a big auditorium and at the, this is pre-covid this is october 2019 or august 2019 and there's uh uh cameras there akile i, I saw you have my, my uh, attorney my homeboy akile on here uh yep. shout out to akile the homie um yeah we got for sure <laughs> um but uh Akile was was sitting there right next to me he wasn't my attorney even at the time we was just cool we knew each other so he sit next to me and he and I'm listening to the city I bring up Akile because he'll tell you I'm listening to the city give their explanations about where they're going to put these dispensaries and my blood is boiling <laughs> you know, I'm like fidgeting and I'm whispering to Akili. I'm like, man, that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, this don't make sense and that don't make sense. So finally, they had a question answer thing and I put my hand up quick as hell. And so I asked the city, the mayor wasn't there, but all her representatives were. And, uh, and I just told them like, man, you know, everything that they said, you know, didn't make sense. Number one, because if they allowed the MSOs to do that, the MSOs were going to eat up all the area that someone like myself could afford. So again, if you force the dispensaries to not be downtown, which is where they want to be anyway, right? Because that's yeah. the touristy areas, right? If you force them into, into an area like Bronzeville or to high park areas that I would ideally like to open up mine in, then they're going to take the prime real estate. And it's not like you can like just put a dispensary anywhere, right? And so, and meanwhile, these companies, these MSOs, they have hundreds of tens, uh, if not hundreds of millions of dollars allocated for real estate already. They already have that money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they want to be on Michigan Avenue, you know? And at the time they were saying things like, the city was saying things like, oh, we don't, uh, you know, 
want people lined up on the street. I'm like, this is Chicago. People line up for everything. People line up for gym shoes, <laughs> right. popcorn, donuts. You know what I mean? iPhones. You know what I mean? Lines I stand in in the city for like products that I'm just trying to buy. Like it happens all the time. Um, so anyway, I said everything. I said whatever I was saying. And the whole auditorium, <laughs> the whole auditorium like started clapping. Right. <laughs> yeah, the whole auditorium started clapping. So after the whole, after that was over with, the Chicago Sun-Times interviewed me. And then that led to a second interview, which got me on the cover. You know what I'm saying? But all of that came from me going to a meeting. I didn't know that day that I was going to say what I was going to say. You know what I mean? I was just there and just listening to them. You know what I'm saying? I was just there listening. And that is what, that's how I got, you know, that's how I got the publicity. Um, and that's how I, I was able to get the press. And after that, you know, a whole lot of other stuff came. So, yeah, man, you've got to get involved because the people that are making these rules, you know, they don't have your perspective. They Nobody comes from wherever you are in this world. Nobody comes from where you come from. So nobody's going to have your perspective. And, uh, you know, it's better, I always feel, to, you know, be at the table. Like I said, if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu, you know? And so you just got to, you just got to get involved. And I wasn't going to let, let these, you know, companies come into our neighborhoods and just, again, I'm a, I'm a realtor, (laughs) right? So I'm looking at, I'm looking at it from a real estate perspective, like, you know, like McDonald's, like one of my favorite things about McDonald's is people always say McDonald's isn't, doesn't, or at least they used to not really be in the burger selling business. They're in the real estate business. They, they buy real estate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Donald owns all the land on which they operate. So it's a real estate play for them. Um, and so that's how I look at it even with this. And so anyway, I don't get into all that, but I'm just saying. So, um, and to kind of just to go off of some of the other things we were saying, you know, that's why I really feel like this move for me in California is going to be, so is is really I'm I'm really looking forward to it, especially uh, because I've been out in California. Like I said, I, I've gone out there three times since I've been back from Morocco, and um, just learning and actually working. I actually sold I sold my first legal pound and a half of weed. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, bro, I'm selling pounds, bro. You know what I'm I was going to ask you, how does that feel, man? Like, is it is it cool, bro? The, okay. I'm gonna tell you how how I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you how I feel. This is one of the greatest things about this whole thing. So I was gonna put a nice bow on it for you. You know, one of the best things about that last trip that I went out there. Not only did I sell my, we launched the third trip was the trip that I that we launched the my, my partners and I we uh, launched the the Kranja flower into dispensaries. So we launched with three different strains: uh, fat so melted strawberries and uh gelato 41 and so uh yeah and so uh and so uh oh and so while i was out there the kanye drake concert uh happened um at the la coliseum and so um i got i had um what hooked me up i got some vip passes so i got got to i was in the vip uh booth we in the like in the suites at the top and it's kind of like that. I, I want to almost call it like the Chicago booth. Because like all the motherfuckers from Chicago was like in my booth. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all the motherfuckers. Like all the Chicago motherfuckers was in the same booth. And uh, it was funny. So 
man, my my uh, real estate client, Dan Pettigrew, who's, who also shared the front page with me on the Chicago Sun-Times article in December 2019, Dan and Al Harrington, they come into the booth, right? They come into the, the, the suite where I'm at, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, you know, always love, what up, bro, what up, what up. So I'm thinking, and then I thought about it. I had some of the Kronja in my pants, right? Because I had brought, our, <laughs> we, we launched seven gram bags, right? We got these seven gram Mylar bags, right? Right. So we launched with seven gram smalls. Uh, and so I had like, I had like three, <laughs> like three Kronja uh, packs in my pocket and shit. You know what I'm saying? Man, I put that shit in their hands. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, here, you know, gave them a sealed, sealed bag. I'm like, huh? They look at it, they're like, man, what's this? I'm like, man, I'm like, what you doing with this? I'm like, man, I'm in stores. And like, which one? I'm yeah. like, man, like, like six of them. Cause at that day, this was like a Thursday. We had just launched on Monday. At that day, we was in six stores. By the time I left, we, I think we like in 14, 18 stores now, something like that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, but that's the feeling, bro. Being able, like, that shit really did, like, I've been pumping Viola for the last, you know, since 20, since, since 2018, ever since I figured out my, my, my connection with them, I've been pumping them super heavy. And then for it to come full circle like that, and for me to put some shit in their hands, and, you know, I can just imagine how many times, you know, in any industry, you know, if you're in a position where you can help somebody, I'm sure they've helped people who squandered the opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, it felt good to be able to do good, but like to show good, like, man, y'all helped me. You know what I'm saying? I was able to do this shit. I didn't ask for anything else. I ain't asked them for no job. I ain't asked them for no, you know what I'm saying? I asked them for no help on my licenses. When the license right. thing came around, I was like, man, I got a strategy. Y'all got a strategy? Okay, I got a strategy. We're going to see how this shit works. It looked like it's working for them, which is good. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. My shit didn't don't look like it's working out. It's fine. You know, but um, just to be able to, like, you know, give that to them and show them this, some, this is like what I gave them was what was in the store it wasn't like i gave them a bag of weed you know what i'm saying like i literally gave them exactly what the dispensaries get you know like all the labels on it everything that's awesome yeah man that shit felt good as hell bro that was like the best that was the best like selling my first pound and a half of weed was dope as hell too because i sold it to gorilla rx which is the first black woman-owned dispensary i was gonna say female i don't even know what's offensive these days female woman <laughs> yeah like, hey man don't say female say yeah okay hey we, uh, we're learning mike we're learning you know <laughs> live and learn right i'll call myself like, i was like woman <laughs> it's the first black woman owned dispensary in la shout out to gorilla rx you know what i'm saying the homies they brought in all three flavors of the uh of the uh Kranja, uh flower uh and so uh yeah so that was dope for me you know what i'm saying <laughs> like for my first because our and our brand is social equity brand like our our whole everybody on my that's on the social we all got a history with the plant in some way you know what i'm saying and and, and the distribution company that my partners uh own and run that is the social equity distro you know what i'm saying so now i'm able to go work 
at a social equity distro. You know, I got some interest in that too as well. I got a little, I got a little piece of that as well now. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm able to, you know, really able to to do this, um, to do it and do it in the area in the in the in the part of the country where it's really the mecca of weed, you know. And so oh, yeah. it's kind of crazy how like everything. It's crazy how everything happens. You know, if you had told me last year this time that I in a, in a year I'm going to be talking about moving to LA, I'd have been crushed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Which which I want to say this too, real quick. I'm because I've been thinking I want to make a post about this, but not to get too sappy. But I really want to appreciate everybody too who I felt like this year, like not winning those licenses. Man, it's so many people out here who took my losses personally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many people out yeah. here that were like angry that I lost. And they, man, the messages that I get, yo, and I got, you know what I'm saying? And the way people reach out to me, man, like, like the sh- even, you know, like I said, my partners, they like, man, <laughs> they like, look, fuck all that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some bullshit. Yeah, this, yeah, that. But this is how yeah. we going to do it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, nah. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. Like, like they like they like people, some some of my homeboys, they just and, and business partners and friends and not not business partners. You know, I'm not trying to, but some people specifically, they refuse to let me be down. You know what I'm saying? They was like, and so I just want to say, you know, to everybody that was showing love this past year, I really appreciate it. You know, definitely I, I definitely was felt real down, you know, when uh, sure. I wasn't announced as one of the winners. Um, but I ultimately, uh, like now I, I hope, well, uh, let me think about this. I was, well, I know I would love to, I would still want to win a, a license too. Let me keep that yeah. on the table. Yeah, I want to keep a license, but, but I really want to, like, I'm about to go back to LA, uh, in a couple of weeks to look for places. <laughs> Dope, like, I'm ready to move. I'm ready to move. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready. My job officially starts like January 17th. You know what I'm saying? According to my paperwork. So, hell yeah. Right. But yeah, well, bro, if you, if you need somebody to house it while you're in LA, I'll, you know, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, no, nah, I, I need to tell somebody that out in LA. Like, man, somebody to let me house it, man. Yeah. Hey, you know what else is crazy, Cole? You, um, I mean to tell you this. So yeah, you, um, you interviewed Tommy Chong, which is fucking amazing, bro. That's super, super, super fucking dope. Hell yeah! And congratulations on that. Obviously, he's like again, he a wee guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was unreal. Pinnacle, the fucking pinnacle of it. Yeah, and I see you doing more things with him. I got a couple of your shirts too. Um, yeah, I can hook you up, bro. Uh, uh, yeah, but um he um so we again at our distribution uh company we do co-packing so what co-packing is i have learned is that we are given we that we then basically have people who just package it in the packaging that the brand or the company gives us and then we distribute it to wherever it's supposed to go sure we we do that for tommy Chong. <laughs> holy crap that's so <laughs> yeah. wow 
Yeah, his brand. You know, it's so funny. I haven't even grabbed any because they get so much weed when I'm out there. I haven't even thought to even just grab any. But yeah, I literally look at it every time I'm in our uh, my new office, <laughs> my new office space. That is so which is crazy. Like, which is a warehouse now, but uh, which is a warehouse in downtown LA. But yeah, uh, yeah, fucking Tommy Chong, bro. We do we we package that shit. That's crazy. crazy. That, that's like another one of those small, uh, small world things. Bro, know? that's how I know I'm supposed to be doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? So we all connected. <laughs> Hell yeah. For a reason. Yeah, man. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy how things go, but uh, I'm super excited. And, uh, you know, no matter what happens here in Illinois, let's say I don't want a license right now. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be involved. Like I'm still going to be teaching my classes, my class to start back in january at olive harvey college so uh you know i'm doing it remotely anyway i don't with covid and everything going fucking crazy i don't see us going back to normal anytime soon yeah so uh i'm gonna be doing uh my classes at uh olive harvey i'm still like keeping my real estate license here in illinois uh you know what i'm saying so i'm not like i'm oh, at fucking you know what i'm saying like man, sure Bro, oh, one of the other things that Brian and Ryan told me that really convinced me to come out there, because even when they made me the offer, I didn't jump on it right away. I didn't say yes right away. I took some time to think about it. But one of the things that they told me that really convinced me to to do it was that he's like, man, Mike, we're not trying to take you from Chicago. You know, come out here, learn this shit, get your numbers up, sell some fucking dope. And then go back to Chicago with all the knowledge and the right. experience, you know, because again, they so far ahead of us there that I'm sure I spent a year or two out there. That's like three, four years. And you know what I'm saying? Everybody said that anyway. Like, man, I can't even, even me, I feel like people say like, oh, I'm a vet in the industry. Bro, I've been doing this shit for what? Two years. Really? <laughs> three years? Like uh, before, before before that uh, town hall meeting that I was telling you about, I really wasn't, like I had joined Chicago Normal, but I really wasn't, I hadn't been doing too much like advocacy work. I hadn't really been talking up about, you know, I talked to people who, who I talked to, but it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like I was trying to, I wasn't trying to start any movement. You yeah. know, I wasn't trying to uh, do anything. It, I just so happened to go to that meeting and they just so happened to piss me off. <laughs> that bullshit. And I and I and all my people will tell you I'm forever person. I just can forever could not keep my mouth closed. You know, we talked about this before. It's my biggest problem growing up in school. Like when somebody says something that I know is not true, I can't let it go. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm getting better at that. But you know, and so same thing when I heard them saying nonsense to the public, I was like, nah, that can't, you know, I can't let that go. So Man, you know, uh, I just want to say, you know, I'm still, I'm still gonna be fully involved here, and you know, um, there's a lot of people who I'm very, very tight with who have, uh, who did win licenses here. You know, if everything just stays how it is, yeah, they don't change anything. You know, uh, like my cousin, you know, who won multiple licenses, and so uh, if the MSOs think that by you know, let's say if I was a conspiracy theorist to say that they, you know, thought they were trying to try to block me out of the industry. Not to say that they did, but because how could that happen? It's a lottery. You know, how would they 
possibly do anything like that. But if for any reason they think that they're going to keep me out of Illinois by me not getting a license in this round, I don't think they're very much mistaken. And like I said, man, Kronja is on shelves in California. I'm about to fucking crush that shit, bro. That shit is going to be, I'm bringing that shit to Illinois very, very soon. I'm already in talks to do that. Hell yeah. Um, as, in, in addition to weed travel food, bro, I'm about to, ooh, Mm, about to blow say, up. I say, uh, <laughs> no, I was gonna say no. <laughs> no, that too. <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is that um no, I'll say it. Uh, you know, I always gotta break something. I'm working on a cannabis product. I'm not gonna say what, but I'm working on a cannabis product with somebody very well known who does it for the weed travel food uh brand. So, you know, that's my Sweet. baby. So that's one of the great things, again, about, about everything that I'm doing, right? Like, even launching a cannabis brand. Bro, I just launched a cannabis brand in California markets. Like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> Super fucking crazy. Super crazy. And that's something that we've been working on all... I've been working on that all this year. I just haven't been talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because i just been... I was so laser-focused on Illinois. I, you know, we wasn't actually ready to... You know, I told you, we just launched, like, two weeks ago or whatever, the, the flower line, but we've been working on it all fucking year. Literally, you could go on my Instagram at uh, Mike G the God, uh, Mike, M-I-K-E-G-D-A-G-O-D, look at my highlights for Cali 2020, and in that highlight, you will see me with the geneticist. I'm sitting there talking with them about these different strains, uh, uh, cultivars, I hate saying strains, all uh, these different cultivars, and uh, and they are showing me the melted strawberries. They, we were pheno hunting it, and we, it was down to two different ones. And we sat there. I didn't show the whole thing, but we sat there for over an hour and talked about two different strains. That strain would later be uh, melted straw. Would be melted strawberries that we would later launch with our Kronja bags. At the time, again, we didn't know we were going to launch with that, but that just does show you like how in depth. You know what I'm saying? Like how long we've really been working on all of this shit like it was oh, it was it was december 2020 that i was doing that it was december 2020 i was in california then look working with geneticists on strains <laughs> you know what I'm and that strain would be what we launched in our conjure bags one of the strains i should say is the one that we launched in our, that's the melted strawberries so like bro it's just been like i said i got so much shit that i'm still working on I'm working on merch. I saw you come out with the merch. I think that's super smart. Um, uh, yeah, I got some merch on the way. Everything, new things, new new crib on the way, new car on the way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah. New, <laughs> hey, new city views on the way, Cole. We gonna still Growing that good old, shit. Bro, we got to, I know it's Illinois, but we got to get you to California, man. We got to get you. I know you got my homie Chicago South from Chicago Kush. You got Fabian on here as well, right? Or did you oh, yeah. South? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Fabian's been on. Sal's been on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Dope. Yeah, man. We got to get you out there, man. And uh, I know they said, I'm sure they said that to you, but... Uh, you know, man, you, you, I can be a guide, man. We can, we can figure something out in the new year. Sure. Yes, absolutely. We'll have to talk business, my friend. We'll have to talk business. Yeah, um, yeah, we got That'd be dope. It's, it's, I got to ask you this, uh, as we start to, you know, I'm going to spark this, spark another joint. It sounds like you just did the same. Maybe, uh, yeah. 
spark up to wrap up the show i wanted to ask you like how does it feel to put your weed in your grinder grind it up <laughs> it's a pretty weird feeling huh man that shit is cold bro that's what i said man the shit is unreal it's unreal bro and like i said the way the way that were you every, smiling thought, the way that i thought that i would feel about all of this shit and the way that it actually happened is not what i was expecting at all and so it's just crazy you know it's just crazy to see everything come together it's yeah. crazy to work work so hard. Same as you. Like I, I mean, how does it feel to have Tommy Chong from real shit repeatedly? It doesn't. It doesn't feel real, <laughs> honestly. You know, exactly. people have asked me that, and it's it doesn't feel real. Like, and the thing is, too, like it'll be. Uh, he was gonna go to, um, but it's just been with COVID and everything. It's hard. He was gonna go to one of those uh, festivals or whatever in Chicago. I think it was like, I don't even Canacon or something like that. But I think it ended up getting canceled. But and we were gonna go meet him and uh, Cheech, and that would have been really cool because, like, uh-huh. you know, meeting people in person. But I'll, I'll be uh-huh. honest, like, it's it's cool to talk to him on the phone, um, but it doesn't feel real because, like, I uh-huh. it just feels like I'm like talking to the TV or whatever. But at the same time, I have to remind myself, like, nah, it's real. Like, he actually is on the other end of that phone. Like, I don't yeah. know. It just feels unreal because I'm sitting there smoking weed with him, you know, and it just. Yeah, it is super cool, super cool. Uh, honestly, not that nerve wracking. He's a very nice person, uh, uh-huh. chill, chill dude. Very nice. I mean, like the giveaway we're doing right now, folks. Uh, we announced it uh, just a few days ago. If you want to enter, it's chillinois.net slash chong. He bought like a few of the chillinois shirts, signed them, sent it to us. He even like signed one personally. To my, I asked him if he could sign one personally for my friend John. And, um, it was just so kind and did that and, um, you know, came on the show and announced it and he's, he's just a really awesome person. Um, I mean, y'all, yeah, got, y'all definitely got to get some of his weed then. We definitely got to, you know what I'm going to do then? I'm going to, uh, all right, <laughs> we'll see how we can get <laughs> We'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah, I got to try to get you some of his weed, bro. Hell yeah. Like, that'll be, that's full circle type shit. No, man, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah. That's super dope. But, like, real quick. My partner, uh, I'm not gonna say which one. One of my partners told me that he, they was on the phone <laughs> with with uh, with uh, with him, and uh, and uh, he was just ex- excited. He was just super excited. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it was only like one time, and so he had told me. And I, I was telling him, I was like, "Oh, my homeboy has him on his podcast all the time." But he and my homeboy again, he's a veteran. I told you, super veteran in the industry. He just told me this was a while ago that you know he was on the phone with him one time. He was just super excited, you know, because again, he's just a weed legend. So it's so dope that you can, you like y'all had that type of relationship. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was unreal. I think I said it to him on the show, but like you know, Cheech and Chong. Like, and it sounds cliche, but that was literally one of the first few things that I saw that like had cannabis Mm -hmm. in it, and it was like you know a part. It was a theme, and they overplayed it for 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 comedy and stuff but it was great you know like it was ahead of its time you know so yeah and that's what i said man and now you know we distribute that shit all over the state of california bro that's <laughs> so crazy that's so Fucking crazy. crazy that's real crazy yeah and so that's the really cool thing about my job is that again i'm able to sell that's the that's gonna be one one of the other key things about the job, and it's uh, interesting to see. If, I'll be interested to see if Illinois could maybe one day 
uh, have that type of license model if the license is needed at all, but distribution, you know, because what that allows us to do again is to buy cannabis or concentrates or anything, any type of products, any type of cannabis products uh, wholesale. And then with the manufacturing licenses, we can put them in our own packaging, you know? Uh, so I can I can buy, let's say, Chicago Kush weed, you know what I'm saying? And launch it and we travel food bags if I wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I can do that with this type of licensing. I can make those type of moves. Yeah, and so that's how, again, we're able to sell. Smoking my own weed is dope, but selling my own weed into a Black-owned dispensary, like, that's dope as fuck. Right. That's the the whole thing, man. So, yeah, man, I'm just, uh, I'm excited for this new year. And I haven't, uh, I haven't made any formal announcement. I did, did talk about it on the live a little bit. Like I said, I mentioned I mentioned me moving, and I got a lot. I got a live up now where I'm actually I got the Kronja bag stuff. I, I talk about it a little bit on that, but uh, yeah, I haven't talked about it as much as I did on here. And I don't know if I'm on a like my my new thing moving forward. So you know, is that I'm not really doing any press. So I'm only like I'm only talking to you. I've t- I've turned down some other requests earlier this year. Uh, I just don't want to talk anymore. I just want to show and prove. Sure. And and fucking, I want to just work, bro. So I yeah. work, and like I said, somebody catch me in the class or something, catch me in the streets, shoot me a DM. I I talk all day, but I just don't. I'm fuck the press, you know what I'm saying? Like not not like that. I love the press. <laughs> <They'd be kind laughs> yeah, sure, sure. No, I hear you. I I, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for clarifying just, though. <laughs> yeah, I just mean fuck all the talking. That's what I mean. Fuck all. The I talking. hear you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck all the talking. Fuck all the. You know, I want to fucking. I want to do the work. So that's why I'm about to put my head down for another year or so, man. Let's see. I did. Yeah. We, we got this far so far. I told you all this. So let's see what we can do next year. Man. I'll just put my head down like I did this year, man. Let's see how I look. See for sure, man. Down. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on to talk. To talk and I just want to, like, I, I really appreciate you being, like, being willing to talk to me because that's exactly what you said in the stream. You you'd said something to the effect I was talking to Justine about it. I was like, I'm really excited. Just the way you had said it to me, you were like, yeah, I'm not talking to really anybody else, but I'd love to talk to you. And that meant a lot to me, man. So I wanted to say thank, thank you a lot. Cause it's, it's always nice to talk to you. And I always learn, learn a lot each time we talk, you know? Um, and uh, I just want to congratulate you on the growth that you've made in this last year, man. Like seriously, think about like, it's, it's about to be 2022, dude. And like, it's a whole, a whole new year, you know, to fuck things up in, in the best sort of way. You know what I mean? So yeah, I want to, I just want to congratulate you, man. Cause you, you have, you've, you've made a lot of moves and, and I appreciate you uh, coming on here and talking about it and always being supportive, you know, of, of what I do and, and what we do here. So. It, it, Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate you fucking staying on their necks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's sure. what's funny. There's like, I, 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 somebody had to, actually, it was Justine that told me because people, I realized the other day that I have haters, Mike, Malcolm. Uh, people yeah. like saying shit you? like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like oh, yeah. the Chillinoy podcast, they, uh, they don't want, they don't want an open market. They like a limited market. That's why they work with, they work, they said they work with the cultivators. Like I work, I don't fucking work with the cultivators. They come on my show sometimes. Sure. 
you yeah. know, but it's just interesting because I, I was like, they're saying a lot of things. It's like, women, or, 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 I'm sorry, explain that to me. They say that because you have the MSOs on your show, what? That's a bad thing. Yeah, that, that, that I don't support an open market. And I'm like, I'm the, I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like I'm the only person talking about it because like MJ Biz Daily obviously is, and there's a few other people, but like that's been a primary focus of the chilling my podcast and that's what's interesting that's what it that's why i ended up just like writing it off i was like oh my god i'm actually i'm going somewhere because i've got haters now because they obviously don't listen to the show because i've put so much effort into talking about like the merits of a limited market versus open market and i've been very open about the fact that i really think that open market is the way to go like give people a chance to operate you know what i mean like if you want to talk about social equity give everybody a chance to operate and you know so yeah and fuck all that too i mean at the end of the day you have to you need your job again i look at you as part of the press uh the media (laughs) you people in the media you (laughs) you it's your job i think or or you know it would be a disservice to your audience if you only uh interview people who you know like you were saying before you want to talk to some people who may not have your same perspective right or work at i am friends with many people that work for these companies people at high positions bro very high positions in the companies in different companies not even one of them several in illinois and in others i work i'm I work with my company is on retainer with one of the MSOs. They pay me monthly. You hear me? They pay me monthly. I don't work for them. They pay my company. Right. (laughs) They pay my company. And then, you know, my company pays me, but I own my company 100%. But you see what I'm saying? Like work with everybody because at the end of the day, again, you are in the industry. You in the industry, I'm very selective of the bridges that I burn because I do want to build this up. We very early. Sure. You know, and so, yeah, like, you know, the other day I was like, yeah, fuck the MSOs, <laughs> you know, because my homie Logan, shout out to the homie uh, uh, Logan Local. He blessed me with some blood here in Chicago, you know, had a nice little package for me, gave me a jacket and everything, a Levi's jacket, all type of shit. <laughs> gave me like a really nice little care package and uh i was like yeah fuck the msos the very next day i, I was in mission dispensary showing that my crondra trays you know our crondra trays are are in there for sale right right you know like because i mean both you know what i'm saying like man come up here shop buy yeah shop at the dispensary that's exactly that's exactly the way our sorry i don't mean to cut you off no go ahead I was just going to say, that's kind of, that's kind of the way, that's kind of the way we go. Like, it's like, we're not like, like we've openly said, fuck the MSOs. And we've even said like, you know, like we've Mm -hmm. even named certain companies, you know, before Mm -hmm. basically fuck, like fuck all Mm -hmm. of them. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. all like, I can say that, but I can also, you know, encourage people like, Hey, if you don't have like maybe a safe source for cannabis, maybe the dispensary, if you just need it in a pinch and you need some relief, maybe it's not a bad idea. Right. Obviously, avoid things like pre-rolls, right? The Chicago Sun-Times uh, article. I'm referencing the Chicago Sun-Times article that that kind of showed that pre-rolls have been testing moldy or whatever. Yeah, or, you know, avoid products like pre-rolls. I've always said avoid products like pre-rolls. Who buys pre-rolls, right? 
buy the buy the buds, man. <laughs> Roll it yourself. Oh, interesting. It's it's uh, well, I'll tell you. I can't say much, but what I can say is that it's a discussion. It's a battle that I have with MSOs all the time. They like they love to push the pre rolls, and it is not. Yeah, it's not definitely not something that I purchase. Sure, I, um, I get the appeal. I get the appeal. You know, because it's like a. It's well, people a people do convenient. buy them. That's the that's the oh for that's sure the funny thing. They do. <laughs> that they're, they're top sellers. Absolutely. But, like, people who like weed don't really buy pre rolls. That's the thing. And that's yeah. and there's the kicker. You know, that's like the whole. That's the uh, legal MSO, at least uh, cannabis industry in a nutshell, is that they want to push pre rolls because they're top sellers, but pre rolls fucking suck, and and only people, even though they're top sellers, most of the people that actually buy pre rolls are the people who don't actually like weed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like people who like weed, they like you. Hey, they want the bud. They want to see it. They want to smell it. They want to break it down with their hands. You know. Absolutely. Feel it's the whole ritual. Home. Yeah, the whole ritual. Um, but yeah, man, it's just crazy. So it's crazy to see how that shit, how that shit is going. Actually, I, I didn't even read that article because I already know. You know yeah, yeah, know yeah. What's going on here? well i i uh just i i was just trying to be funny what you know at the end of the day like i say it's it's no sweat i realized that if people are talking about me good or less that's that's quite all right with me keep on Bro, work with everybody <laughs> work yeah. with everybody like i said i get paid from the mso i look like i get paid by the you know what i'm saying i look like i'm it's my job like no i don't work for them but that doesn't mean that we can't do business together i don't yeah. agree with I don't agree with them, that, but that doesn't mean we can't work together and I can't work to help get, because ultimately this is what it is, is like, this is more maturity and I think people could take this hint all across the spectrum. We'll get a little political here, but all every walks of life, like man, people gotta grow the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All Absolutely. This, this fucking COVID shit, this fucking Trump and Biden shit, all of this shit. People gotta grow the fuck up. I'm tired of this shit, bro. Seriously. Yeah. People act like fucking kids. You know what I mean? Like, yo, uh we can see both sides and be like, okay, you I disagree with you, but let's figure out how we can make some shit work. Right. Let's make it better. Like we both can agree that shit is fucked up right now. But we can at least also agree to fucking work together instead of fucking just hurling bombs and talking about because that's honestly I'll be tell you the truth that's my natural response I like to hurl bombs <laughs> yeah. oh, for sure. <laughs> but I know that's not the way to actually get anything accomplished and I think right. we actually gotta we actually gotta like actually work to get things done and do more to work together don't even if it's somebody who you don't fucking agree with you know what I'm saying like like that's one thing about being a realtor taught me like my real estate clients i know a lot of my clients i was not they we did not agree on politics <laughs> several of them several of them it didn't matter you know right? i just wanted to get paid you know what i'm saying and if i could learn something from them or hopefully i could say something they could learn something from me then cool but you know like that's just business you know what i'm saying like you're not going to agree with everybody that, but you can, y'all can do business together. And especially if it's money to be made, right? Look how much money is to be getting made here. Well, that's uh, the funniest thing is that we're not making any money. <laughs> we're not making any fucking money, you know? So well, we've I mean, not been at, you know? Though. Oh no, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, Sorry. I was, but, but Cole, no, but Cole, 
and we can talk offline about that if the consultant comes in, but that's kind of my point, right? Like, well, I'm gonna say some of that for you offline, but I, but that, but look, okay, sure. let me say it this way because I, I don't mind putting myself in blood. This <laughs> motherfuckers made a billion dollars, right? Right. And in the first 10 months, ain't no way in hell letting them make a billion dollars in the state and I'm not getting my cut. I don't give a fuck how they figure it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give me a license, you put me on a retainer, you put some shit in the store, you could hire me to work and teach classes because even though I work for the city of Chicago, technically, because I'm a city of Chicago employee because I teach classes at the Olive Harvey College, which is a city of Chicago right. college, uh, those classes, that whole program is funded by the MSOs. Right. Right. So technically, they pay me. I'm getting paid. That's where the money's coming from. I know that. You yeah, know what it's I'm like saying? The R3 I know that. or something like that. I don't, I, no, it's before wrong. that. Uh-uh. No, oh. Well, I know what the R3 is, uh, but this is before that. I see. No, they've, they've been, because again, that's, you know, all these MSOs, they lead with the, you know, oh, we need education. We need education. People aren't sure. educated enough, you know? So that's where that comes in. Uh, but yeah, man, these folks, look. I'm gonna look. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell. They're gonna make a billion dollars in my city and I'm not gonna get a piece. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what I'm saying? I, like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta find ways to make the industry better. But while money is being made, we need our piece too. You can't yeah. fight, you can't fight these motherfuckers broke. Yeah. And oh, you better believe that it's gonna change. I'm I'm not uh that's. I just wanted to say that that's the way it's been going. Uh, we've you done. Know, I, uh, I see you. I see you monetizing with the with the merch and stuff. As I said, we can you know we can talk offline about it. But no, like, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. That, that's my my point is because it's not just for you. This is for the audience, right? People have to get off their high horses. You know what I'm saying? And get out their own way. So yeah. I know people that are very stubborn. And you know, it's, it's going to be you know, sink or swim. It's up to them, but. You know, you know, we all know people that are in their own way sometimes. And that's all I'm saying. Sometimes you yeah. gotta get out your own fucking way and figure out how to compromise. You know what I'm saying? Because it's ultimately me, I wanna live a long life, bro. I want I'm trying to I wanna that's why I'm really looking forward to going to California because I wanna I wanna switch it up a little bit. I travel a lot, but I never lived in another state. So I'm super excited to live somewhere else and just have you know, different scenery every single day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why, like, I need some fucking peace, bro. I'm not trying to, you know, me and Akile, we talked about this because I don't know, you know, how much Akile got into it. But, you know, you, we talked about it before as well, you and I, Cole. But, you know, Akile was with me with a lot of those, with a lot of those battles. And I paid my fucking attorney. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't doing that shit for free. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the shit that I had to go through, I had to pay for that. I paid for that. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just like, oh man, hurt feelings. Like, no, that shit cost me money that I didn't make back off what I made back. But you know what I'm saying? Like the shit cost me. Yeah. So you can't fight these. My point is you can't fight them broke. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly why we're, if, if people have ever wondered, we want to get the Chillinoy merch out, not only because people would like to wear it. They've already, we've, we've already seen the interest and in people wanting to wear it. We got a pretty good comfy shirt. Like I said, I'll get you, I'll get you one Mike when we've got some more in. Um, but then also it's size, just to make size it large. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. We just, we just make it like, so that, um, or we're trying to make it so that we're not losing money. Cause it costs a lot of money to host all the data that that's required so that you guys can all listen to these of conversations. Course. It yeah, costs bro. money for all the sound for equipment the zone, and everything. For the zone. Yeah. The zoom licenses, uh, the, you know, just the distribution licenses to get it to all of the different services and, and, ho- mm-hmm. you know, have it hosted mm-hmm. so that it's not going to go down and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it costs a lot of money that, and we're totally, we've been doing it kind of a no ask, you know, kind of that's been our modus operandi, at least for now. We're like, you know, we're just doing this for the love of it. And that's really why I've been doing this. I just like to talk about this stuff, but it's, it's getting to a point where it's like people are, I shockingly, people are listening. I never thought people would listen. So people are listening, obviously. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> and uh, so we got to, we got to make it so that it, I can continue to do this. Like you said, I can't fight this battle broke. And uh, yeah, yeah that, that, that inevitably will be the case if I keep just paying to do this. Like, you know, yeah. this, and this hobby again, costs money, you know? And, and your, again, your audience deserves to under, to know the other side's perspective. Yeah. You know, people got to get it out of fucking just this echo chamber that they want everybody to just agree with them all the time. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm <laughs> Like, I... My grandma used to watch Bill O'Reilly. I miss my grandma so much. My grandma passed in 2009, but she uh, used to watch Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Right. And, you know, at that time, you know, he was, the, he was the fucking hothead of the day back then. He was always saying yeah. some wild shit. And uh, I remember asking, and she used to say, I just want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> I was like, yo, it's all fucking good, man. You want to toss the fucking TV? I'm like, why are you listening to this? <laughs> She's like, man, I just want to hear what he has to say. Um... Straight so up, yeah, man. man. Yeah, for real. So you know, yeah, man. Listen to what other people have to say, man. Even if they don't agree, and just listen to listen to understand, not even to respond. Many people just want to fucking argue all the time. That's is, the thing. You know, I'm turning I'm turning forty next year. I'm turning forty in, in uh, March. So yeah, I'm trying to fucking live, bro. I ain't trying to be stressed out. I'm not trying to be fighting with these motherfuckers. And if I do fight, like I say, I'm I'm smart fighting smarter, not harder. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's well said, Mike. That's well said, man. So, well, hey, I want to remind people real quick. It's it's all on the podcast description, folks, but Weed Travel Food, Mike G to God on social media, like I said, in the podcast description. If you want to go to the Olive Harvey College uh, classes, are they even lit? If they're listed right now, they're going quick is the point, but are they listed, Mike? Like, are they open? For it should be. Cool, Honestly, yeah. don't know. Yeah, I just well, agreed it, to do it. I don't even know. I well, I, I, what I'm trying to say is the last time you did it, I'm pretty sure it was like before, oh, wow. like it was quick as fuck and they were sold out. So folks, get your spot and, while you can. So. And they're free. That's the other thing too. Like I told the Olive Harvey the only way I would teach there is if they offered my scholarships for my classes. So that's the other reason you should, you should make sure you, you sign up early so that your scholarship can get approved and they can go ahead and get you registered for the class. But the class is free. There you go. Um, so yeah, cannabis marketing and branding, you can figure out how to create your own brand and get your shit out there. And folks, we were talking about it at the beginning of the show. Again, you can go to chillinoynet slash contact if you want to ask me how to get in the industry. But right there, you can if you do it now and it's open, just be proactive about it and get that scholarship approved. You can. You don't have to be in Illinois. 
yeah, you can learn this stuff. So yeah, you do not have to live in Illinois. I, I believe that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost positive right. that you don't. I know you don't have to be in Illinois to take the class because it's uh, it's online, right. and I'm pretty sure you don't have to be in Illinois to get the scholarship. I know it's the City of Chicago College thing, but yeah, Olive Harvey, Michael Malcolm, cannabis marketing and branding. Uh, you can probably Google that somewhere and find it. Sweet. We'll try to stick some okay. in the pod- podcast description for you folks to make it easy. Uh, but if not, yeah, try Googling that. Um, Mike, I want to thank you again for sitting down and talking to me and, and always being cool and available, you know, for wisdom and such. So uh, keep in touch, my friend, uh, you know, keep at it. Like I say, I'm happy holidays, by the way. It's, it's the most wonderful happy holidays, time of the year. Man. For sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Ready, man. Like I said, new things in the new year. I'm excited, bro. And I'm about to put your tray in the mail. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Well, I'll text you the address and we'll get that hooked up. So, folks, I hope you found today's conversation entertaining. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, just go to chillinoid.net. Uh, hey, Cole, one our... thing. Yeah, go one ahead. Thing real quick. I just want to also say, just to make sure, because I know sometimes I say things. I say things to make a point, but I also just want to say I do appreciate all of my partners. Anybody that has done business with any of my business, the NSOs to the social equity people, uh, you know, I appreciate all my partners and everybody that I work with. I really do believe in whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm not I'm not telling people to do, do things just to get money out of people. I'm telling people to do things with people who they believe that they can work with and actually get things done. And uh, like I said, I appreciate everyone that's helped me accomplish my goals this year. I just want to put that down real quick. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying yep. that. So yeah, folks, as always, chillinoid.net's our backs, backs, back page, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm so high. I've smoked like four joints with you, Mike. Um, I can't speak anymore. Well, uh, on that note, folks, we're going to stop this recording. I uh, will see you next time on the Chillinoid podcast. Thank you.